The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. everybody welcome to the pick six podcast cbs sports nfl podcast i'm will brinson joined by brady quinn and leisure Dutable. it is a tuesday with brady the new <laughs> name we know it we are here for the people we are here for the people <laughs> um I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to clip that of you, Brady, and show it to my my, my <laughs> nine year old son Robbie loves loves the dab. He loves the dab. It's like he's, he's, he's actually developed a new he's developed a new one where he dab where he dips like you do normally you dip and you dab, but then he swings up to try to nut shot me. It's a very clever little oh, move. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and he's on the he's on he's on. It's a problem. It's a problem. He's gotten good at it. Um, he's on the search for he's the. Good at it. He's trying. So the first time he ever uh, uh, shot at me, shotting kids on uh, like at playgrounds. That's like, tough. Unbelievable. That is no, no, tough. just dad. Just dad. Oh, okay. Just dad. Just okay. dad. Just dad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he, hey, hey, he got good somewhere. Right? It probably wasn't the playground. It probably wasn't just on dad. So. Right. Well, so the first time, I mean, I think it was YouTube. The first time it was like he was in, I think he was in first grade. He's in third grade now, but he's he comes home from school one day. He's like. Say, hey, buddy, how was your day? He goes, great, dad. Boom. And I was like, and I dropped to the ground. And I was like, I had no idea it was coming. I was like, like literally crying and screw, like rolling around, like crying and complaining yeah. about it. Um, and so like now every attempt that he makes to get me again with the nut shots is, is um, he's like, was that better than the first one? I'm like, no, dude, that nothing will ever beat first that first one. one. <laughs> are you going to, are you going to bring back wearing a cup? I feel like no one you wears might a cup need anymore. To. You might need to. <laughs> You just wake up and on a big old cup. Yeah, what are you saying, Brady? Protect yourself at all times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, I might buy a cup just to like so he like hits it. He he. Just, I'd be like, you know what, buddy? I'm thinking you get a free shot today, and he just like all of a sudden like he's he's like his knuckles are hurting. He doesn't know like if he should ever do it again. Um, and basically he'll he'll feel like he's a Browns fan. Uh, so you should, you should make it a metal oh, one or a steel blow. one like the Super Troopers. Uh, that oh one. yeah, good call. Where they shoot him with the uh, they shoot him with a gun. Yeah. The yeah. Schnozberries taste like Schnozberries, Brady. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, what a great movie. 
So Monday night, not to I mean not to dogpile on the Browns fans, um, but man, Ooh. we're gonna talk some Browns and just like how I mean they beat the living crap out of the Bengals in week one, and people got in my Manchies yelling about how I've, I said that the Browns were going to go 7-10. and 10. I'm an idiot. Like, this is why you're stupid, Brinson. The Browns are so good. Browns are perfect. Browns are amazing. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Um, I didn't say anything, you know, because it's like it's a long season. It's one week. And I felt um, like Jets fans did that to me last year. Yep. I don't know. That was yeah, kind of how it worked out. It's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you've only been suffering for like 50 years. You should totally like overreact to one game and like, and Peacock. Of course. That's what it's all about. Like, like NC State fans, like, it's like we beat UConn. It's like, ha guess who's back? It's like, you weren't here. <laughs> Shut up. Sit down. Um, saying that to myself, obviously. But like, it just sucked because not because like Deshaun Watson very, wasn't very good, but the Nick Chubb injury, man. I mean, Nick Chubb is yeah. probably yeah. like, I have, you know, like, you know, like you, I don't know about you guys, but like I pick like aesthetically pleasing players to me that I that I root for, like 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 AJ Brown, like the his aesthetic is just being a grown ass man who destroys people and like runs through like the secondary like like a bull through a china shop. Nick Chubb is one of those guys. Just like I find him very aesthetically pleasing. A little weird, but what are you talking about right now? Like talking about this man's physique? Yeah, like, no, 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 I don't know how you felt, dudes. I feel like he's arguably the best running back, like a like a top twenty player in the NFL. Correct. That we don't give enough attention to. It's crazy I mean, how consistent, yeah. how good he is. Like, I, I mean, because of the running back position, but also I just think maybe even because he's on Cleveland, like he doesn't get the type of appreciation. But it's a, it's a huge loss in one sense. Although, of course, they find themselves then to land on Kareem Hunt, who's. A nice compliment to what they have in Jerome Ford. He did a good job in this yep. game. And there will be a nice one-two punch moving forward. But just a devastating injury. You feel so bad for the guy. And he already went through a terrible one in college. Yeah, I think I think part of it, Brady, is, is he's kind of built like an old-school running back. Yeah. Right? And I think there's a time and point that fans are so enamored with guys catching the ball out of the backfield. And that's not really his strong suit. But he's dependable. And I think there's something to be said for that. And – one of my biggest reasons why, why when we had the discussion about the Browns, I believed in them, is because even though you're paying Deshaun Watson $230 million, he didn't have to do it by himself. Like, you can lean on that offensive line. You can lean on Nick Chubb. You can lean on the defense with Jim Schwartz. Now, with Nick Chubb not being there, and Jerome Ford had a heck of a game, right. you know, Monday night, but he's not Nick Chubb, right? Well, like, now this, the pressure definitely goes up on Deshaun Watson because you're paying him $230 million. It's a great graphic, because honestly, in my head, and just from having the opportunity to have known Mr. Brown, um, he, he, like, Mr. Brown was a big running yeah, back. I mean, you think way sure. back then in the 50s and the 60s, like, like no one wants to tackle that guy. At all. Nick Chubb was a big back. He's yep. a load. Squatting, what, 600, 700 pounds, whatever Ridiculous. it was you see in the offseason. Uh, he was a load to try to stop. And so, yeah, it's going to be different now with Kareem Hunt, even though he's a bigger back. You know, short yards, goal line, he'll fill that role. Yeah. Jerome Ford's more of that home run hitter. Uh, but just a huge loss for, to your point, dudes, just – for a Browns team that, like, I had him being a 10 win team. I had to make the playoffs 10 win team. I still think that's out there for them, but now there's more pressure on Deshaun Watson to play better, and he's got to start making better decisions. He's got to start seeing the field better. That that ball can't be a wet bar of soap out there. 
Um, or maybe it's got too much lubrication on it. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, look, I don't um, – Look, there's no need to massage the words here. I think we just sort of like, wow. we just sort of focus in on on the on the. Well, on the, I, look, on the I'm just plan. laying it all out on the table. Okay, okay, okay that's <laughs> fine. Like, you guys, you guys are on it today, I mean, boy. I, I, just, I mean, I'm not I'm not standing out here naked in front of you. I got a towel on, so it's like I'm, I'm trying to. You boys are on it today. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway, focus, look. Brenton. We only have we only have a certain we got amount four of hands here. Will we can help you out? Like, we only you have, need, look, you need to take look, a segment off because you're. Look, I know that you guys have other appointments you have to get to, so we only have a certain amount of time that we can do this. So let's let's really focus in on the on the topic at hand here, which is the the play of Deshaun Watson on the field. And frankly, yeah. I think that um, I got like four in there. How did you not catch this? Uh, I, I think frankly, I, I did. We're just we're trying to move on. I know, I know, I know. Um, I. Uh, I, I, was, I, I think you're wrecked. Oh, Brenton's wrecked. He is wrecked. <laughs> I had to stop myself. He on is one of wrecked at this myself. point. By the way, I, by the way, if you want to know what the altercation was probably about when he was yelling on the sideline. Oh, somebody I, definitely said something said slick something out their mouth. Yeah, yeah. Somebody said something. something slick out their mouth for sure. That's right. Um, look, I mean, Pete Briscoe was on yesterday and he's like, I mean, I think he said Deshaun's as average as they come right now. I mean, is that fair? That I mean, that is fair. I mean, his completion percentage is right around 50%. So you talk about averaging. The one thing I did see that I saw grow from him compared to last year when he did play six games, they were pretty good on third down in certain situations right now. There was too many misfires. I mean, I think he gets that PI at the end of the game if he puts it in the field of play, right? On third and 10, you can't throw the ball out of bounds. You got to give your receiver a chance. I ultimately believe that was pass interference, yeah. but in the ref, Probably thought the ball was uncatchable. That's why he didn't call it. If you put that in the field of play, you got a big receiver in Donovan Peoples-Jones. He can go up and get it. I mean, there was too many times we threw the ball out of bounds to Amari Cooper, to Elijah Moore. I believe Elijah Moore had like 12 targets, only had like three or four catches, which right. is ridiculous. Like, you have to give your receivers a chance. You can't play cautious. Like, when you're throwing it down the sideline, and you can speak to this, there's usually this red line, right, on the practice field now. It's not on the game field. In practice field, there's a red line that lets receivers know how far they are from the sideline. And I don't know what Cleveland is doing practice-wise, but it's like he's not like he's it's it's like he's not even cognizant of that line. He's just throwing it straight out of bounds. Like even on over routes, like he overthrew Amari Cooper by like 10 yards out of bounds. And I'm like, dude, you got to give your receivers a chance in this game. And uh you saw the mobility, you saw that come out last night. The, the two personal fouls were I don't want to say they're idiotic, but they cost them points. Like, you just scored. You're up by four. You're marching down the field again. You already lost your best player in Nick Tubb, and you get a face mask penalty, right, that essentially knocks you out of field goal range. Because I think a field goal there probably wins the game for them because the Pittsburgh offense was anemic yesterday. Like, they scored 12 – like, let's put this into perspective. They scored 12 points. Their defense scored 14 points. They didn't, they they didn't run a single play in the red zone. in the fourth quarter. They didn't run a single play in the red zone. They didn't run one <laughs> play one in the red zone. That's game. incredible. Game. Entire game. So if you take care of the football and pick up some more third downs or hit receivers when they're open, you guys win that game in a landslide. So, so. so, so for that reason, and because yeah. Pittsburgh was so bad, and obviously yeah. you heard the chance for Fire Matt Canada, I actually was like, I didn't really come away from that game thinking like, oh, this is going to be a disaster season for Cleveland. Yeah. I was kind of just like more – you know, upset about the Nick Chubb injury. Correct. Curious to see where they go. Cream Hunt was a natural fit. He's there now. Um, this is a one-on-one football team. They have the opportunity to, to kind of climb back in a competitive AFC North division. But Pittsburgh was so bad it offensively was awful. that I honestly came away with it kind of thinking, like, I'm not as concerned. I'm not as, yeah. like, frustrated or, or, or 
you know, going to make as big of a deal about this. By the way, know, check out check out this passing chart from Next Gen Stats. Um, right. They don't. They rarely track balls that actually go out of bounds. So like this isn't like showing you like how far out of bounds they went. But look at the look at the, the sidelines there. They are littered with incomplete littered. passes. Littered like, with it's give like, it's like a chance, it's man. Crazy dude. They're that like, looks like Grandpa Brinson at the shooting range. After <laughs> a few cocktails. Whoa, 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 whoa! Look out for those little guys, huh? Hey, hey. <laughs> that looks like that, lo that looks like me at the shooting range. Bob Brinson. Bob Brinson's a hell of a shot oh, and a hell of a model <laughs> American. Is. Um, no, Bob's, Bob's a killer shot. That's Brenton uh, going after no, he's like, had a, like, after he's had a couple toughies. Right. Look, the <laughs> yeah, reality is we're, right. we're hammering Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, last year we saw the struggles initially. I would have thought he'd been a little further along to start the season. We're seeing a lot of quarterbacks early on this oh, season yeah. struggle, though, right? Like Kansas City didn't look the same. Week one looked a little better. Week two versus Jacksonville helps getting Kelsey back. Burrow doesn't look healthy with his calf. Mm -hmm. Up and down performance from Josh Allen looked terrible. Week one better. Week right. two obviously lit it up. It's just that time of year. So I'm not going to overreact. I still think this is a 10-win football team yeah. because of their defense, because they've got the ability with the combination of Hunt and Ford in the back, you know, backfield with that offensive line. But I do think you got to see him eventually take over that star role on this team to ultimately appease the decision makers in Cleveland. But yeah. we can say whatever we want about Deshaun Watson. They're not moving on from him, not they for can. a couple years. <laughs> like, like, like with this contract, they're not moving on. So to me, that the biggest storyline on a Monday night wasn't Cleveland's offense. It was Pittsburgh. And then what happens with them moving forward? Yeah. I mean, what I think it's sort of interesting. And we, and by the way, the Kareem Hunt deal, one year, $4 million. Um, I, I'm curious what you guys think just for a moment. Like I sort of struggled. So I had like the, I mean, I know this is not a fantasy show. I know you don't, nobody cares about my fantasy team, but I'm just curious what you guys sort of think the scary split will be with Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. Like, do we think, I mean, are they just be like, all right, Kareem Hunt's here. We, because I mean, they, no they sort of, no. they sort of made this the decision. Training camp, he's missed the first two weeks of the season. I mean, and Jerome Ford, to your point, Brady, he's a home run threat. We saw that, right? He bounces to the right, nothing's there. Cuts back left, goes for like sixty, and almost takes it all the way to the house. Like that's the type of home run threat he is. So honestly, in the beginning, when Kareem Hunt is just getting there. I could see him getting like 60 to 70% of the carries as Kareem Hunt gets more comfortable. Cause we know this, the only way to get into football ship is to play football. Kareem Hunt's going to need two or three weeks to feel like Kareem Hunt again. Okay. Now, will he get some of those goal line carries? Cause we saw Pierre strong kind of get stuck at the goal line. Then he eventually gets in. I believe they'll give Kareem Hunt a lot of short yardage carries. Mm. He's a really good third down back, but Jerome Ford can do that as well. Um, so I think he'll have a role on third down and short yardage for the next couple of weeks. Then they'll try to start working it 50-50. Well, he knows the offense, so that's the biggest thing, right? And I think he's probably kept himself in shape to some degree, so it just depends on the workload. depends on, you know, what the other guys probably look like too out there. The, the one other thing I want to just uh, hit on real quickly uh, about this, the Browns are like one-on-one and, one and they lose Nick Chubb. Aaron Rodgers is gone. The AFC is taking this really like strange plot twist where, you know, we, we were like, well, I mean, there might be a 13 win team that doesn't make the playoffs before the season. Yeah. Now it's like, man, I don't know. Like somebody could sneak. I mean, nobody said that Brady. It's, it's called hyperbole. Yeah. Um, we were saying 10 to seven. Somebody. It's, part of, my, it's part of my verbal aesthetic, if you will. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Fine. You guys don't like callbacks. I see. <laughs> I'm just saying like the Dolphins and the Ravens are two and oh. The Jets are probably dead. The Bills are one and one. The Chiefs are one and one. Goodness gracious. The Bengals are 0 and 2. Wax your team. After two weeks. I know. 
They're a one-on-one football as, as if Dallas doesn't have the best defense in football right now. <laughs> I mean, do you want to – I mean, I can look at their odds to make the playoffs if you want. I mean, the, yeah, odds are odds. What is it, 25-1? to 1? What is it? <laughs> That's all right. I'm fine. Um, no, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I don't think that um, – I mean, I don't think – 25-1? 25-1 to 1, the Jets to make the playoffs? Yeah. What, what, are you, what are you, like, surprised by that? I mean, is that what it is? He thinks it's worse. I'm asking He you. thinks it's worse. I think that would be – there's way too long. It's probably, like, 3-1. to one. Oh, there you go. The that's Jets are well. That's what he's making it seem like. It's that. they're four to one to make the playoffs. That's a, insanely long for. It's like it's it's insanely long for like a, a team after two weeks. Well, I, I have this question right because we talked about how the AFC is a gauntlet. Is it really a gauntlet with the injuries and the top three teams in the NFC? Are they better than the top yes. teams in the AFC? Say it will. Say it will. Say what you want to say. The the NFC is better than the AFC. What? what? You're what? dropping that on pick six five? The NFC is really unde- undefeated against the AFC, too. They six are so far. It's the, early the in the NFC, season, though. The NFC is, I think, it's top heavy. Yeah, I think no, besides have, the top three teams. San Francisco, Philly, Dallas right now. Correct. You're getting the benefit of the doubt. Outside of that, I mean, come on, son. <laughs> he he likes that 2-0 Buccaneers start. Uh, yeah. The Rams? That Saints 2-0 start. The Rams? Rams look really good, I think. Anyway, all right, whatever, whatever. You guys. How about this? The NFC South has three teams undefeated. I know. Who would ever thunk that? The Dirty South. And Bryce Young dealing with an ankle injury did not practice on Wednesday. Just as a a note to throw in there. All right, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, speaking of playoff possible playoff teams, two and O teams. Are we in or or out on two and O teams? O and two teams. Russell Wilson's wristband. And Justin Fields back in the bus over the entire coaching staff. But first, (laughs) Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In or out? Which 0-2 team, which 0-2 teams are you in on making the playoffs, Brady? Bengals, come on. Really? Burrow plays this week. He's got a bad calf, but I think he'll be fine. Um, the Bengals are the team that I, I think it has more to do with maybe – trying to game plan around his injury. He doesn't look as mobile, can't move very well. Obviously, the, the Browns week one got after his butt. Man. But even last week versus Baltimore, like he it just was, doesn't seem yeah. to have a suddenness. And he really has excelled with pocket movement, getting a few first downs here and there. And I think because he's getting the ball out of his hands so quick, they're not allowed to – you know, they're not having many big plays. Yeah. So, you know, like as he gets healthier, I think as they game plan and he gets, you know, better around it – I think they're a team that's still going to make the playoffs. And the crazy thing is, Jamar Chase spoke about that, right? He was like, we need to take more shots down the field. The thing is, can they hold up in protection 
and do it's that. Supposed and to be the best line he's had. Supposed to be right, <laughs> but it, we saw what happened in Week One. And then another thing that people aren't talking about in regards to the Bengals, Lou Anarumo on his defense. It is not the same. Like when you lose both of your starting safeties, and both of those guys have been balling on their other teams right now. I don't think that was talked about enough for this Bengals team. Like the consistency they had at the safety position, it hasn't been there this year. Even when they go dime, right? We saw, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson throw an absolute dime to Nelson Aguilar on a slot fade. Like before last year, those DBs were literally in the hip pockets of receivers. Well, they haven't before been last to... year, we didn't have an offensive coordinator to let Lamar Jackson do that. <laughs> that is true. Now, like, that is true. But, but this Bengals defense has not been as dominant as they were last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about the Bengals, man. I mean, like – we both said they weren't going to make the playoffs, though. Remember when we originally did the thing? Oh, not me. I said oh, they I did. The Super Bowl. Was yeah. it the Bills that you said it wasn't going to make it? No, I said Bills would make it. It was one of the two because I, I agreed with you. I was like, I think the Bengals weren't going to make the playoffs this no, year. No, I said Steelers wouldn't. I think it was only going to be two teams from the AFC, in AFC North. Uh, there's just been, there's been like some buzz that the Bengals might have to make some sort of like precautionary multi-week move. Uh, with the Joe Burrow mm. injury, like, cause it's this, like, it's almost worse than an ACL because it's it's gonna linger. Like, it's the ACL, it just lingers. the yeah. ACL from the year before. At least, like, you know, you're recovered and you know what you're doing. This is like, and and Breach pointed out on, um, I think it was on, on yesterday's pod with Pete Briscoe. He's like, they're not rolling Joe Burrow. They're not putting Joe Burrow out on the move at all, and he's not he's not using his legs at all to pick up first downs. It's almost like he doesn't trust his legs. Or he doesn't trust his calf. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's a- it, it, it's hard. It's hard when you have a soft tissue injury like yeah. that. You know, like you really can't trust it. Like if it's structural, it's one thing. It's pretty definitive on like what you need to do to fix it or, or, or what potentially could happen. Correct. When it's soft tissue, it's an entirely different deal. And until that thing calms down and it's healed enough where it's not going to grab you or constantly you have to worry about, it, it's hard to play through it. And so I, I, I completely get it. And I think the dues point, though, the defense needs to step up. This is a great help like, them out, man. They've got to figure out a way of helping them out, running the football better, and, and before we kind of give up on them. But like I said, you know, we don't have a ton of data, at least on the seven teams going in on each side of the playoffs now. Um, one zero oh, and two team. One zero oh, and two team, and in what a three four year span. And it was yeah. the Bengals last year. It was yep. the Bengals last year, which, <laughs> yeah. which again is not a lot of data, which is what I'm pointing out. Yeah. Like I think when we look at zero oh, and two historically, and the numbers we get the eleven and a half percent that gets thrown yeah. around at zero oh, and two teams. That goes back to like ninety three for or sure. It, it involves so recently it hasn't happened it a lot. One less team on each side. So yeah. pump the brakes. Not a ton of data. It's still a good football team. Bro. They'll figure it out. But it's really really unlikely that like one of the two of the Chargers, Bengals, and Patriots, and Vikings. I guess the, you know the, the Patriots didn't make the playoffs last year, but the other three did. Um, you know, three of those four teams are not getting in the playoffs. I well, yeah, think, what, three of them probably not getting in. Yeah, I mean, more, more than likely four, but I actually think the Patriots have a decent look the next four weeks. Um, if they can, they really? need to go three and three and one the next four weeks. What do you mean? I mean, who did, who did they play this week? They gonna um, take. They the, found the curse ends this week. Oh, <laughs> oh, it it ends this week. I'm telling you right now. Look, you see, nah, I mean, look you right now. They played a tough schedule so far. Like they've Have played they played though. Tough. The Dolphins are two Eagles and the Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. At Jets, at Cowboys. Like, if you look at both of those games, I saw a stat that was but really – But doesn't need to play a well to win games. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, if you, I saw a crazy stat that Mac Jones, I think, only has three wins versus playoff teams. That's right. It's three and 12. Yeah. I, I and saw, one I of those saw, games, he threw yeah. three passes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't be down 14 points and come back at the end and think you have a real t- – like, you know how the league works, man. Like, if you're up – No game. Yeah, if you're up 14, game. like – that's garbage yardage. Yeah, again, did they have a chance to win it then? Yes, but I mean, I don't have a lot of faith in their offense, even though I think it looks a lot better than it did last year. 
So, I mean, it'll be interesting. They, they beat the Jets twice last year. One time the Jets gave up three points and lost They've that game. they beat the Jets for like the past 10 it has. Eight years. But yeah, still. yeah. I'm just saying last year with this defense, the Jets defense gave up three points and lost the game. In the other game, there was a pick six called back, yeah. which the Jets would have went up 10 points, probably would have won the game. Yeah, Zach Wilson probably. threw three interceptions and threw for 350, and they yeah. still only lost by three. Dudes loves making excuses. That's, a, that's an excuse. Wins. Giving up three uh, yeah, points. I, mean, I hate, to break, hate to break you, dude, but like your excuse is like the current team. <laughs> Like they like they're still rolling out Zach Wilson <laughs> against Bill Belichick on At Sunday. Some I just point, think you got to take the fandom for the Jets. You got to put aside. I, I'm not putting it aside. I just, I just don't have a lot of faith in the Patriots' offense. I, I think Belichick is going to do okay. everything in his power. Not like there's not going to be offense. He's just going to he's going to run a couple of times. Maybe let Mac throw some like some, some very easy completions. Roll him out a bit. Give him some easy looks. Otherwise, he's just going to punt and be like, "All right, Zach, do see what you can do and load up to stop the run." Um, if, if they you're, go you're three and one, of the, he's he's going to he's going to take he's away everything. Unleash quite possibly the greatest thing I've seen yet this season. And that's Brennan Score sprinting <laughs> the sideline. That was the talk of that game. That was the talk I mean, of that game. Why haven't we done this in the past? Why has no one's like I know it's taken a hundred years to figure that out. out. What the hell? But literally, we're like, wait, how do we get a guy in a running start to figure this out? Oh, let's just get one of our fastest special teamers. And it, and by the way, it infected Sanders' next kick. Yeah, he just sure. yanked it left. He's yeah. like, I mean, that guy feels him coming from that side when he's well, lining up. They, they moved him kicker. up and then they oh, stopped. Genius. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking. Genius. I was talking to Lawrence Tynes, who kicked a long time in the league, and he was like, "That second kick, he you can't see them, but it doesn't mean he doesn't oh, feel him. You feel no, him. no, he doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't mean he doesn't feel him as far as the timing of when he can come and, and block the kick. So, I mean, kudos to you know the Patriots always pull something out of the hat. Like that, I was wondering why he was standing out there, and then I see him just motion in and take off, and I'm like, yo. That's the smartest thing I've ever was, seen. I was like, what? Because <laughs> remember, it used to be the jump over the center thing. Yeah, but which we don't need to do that. Can't do that anymore. But so, did, like, it's you, the are you Billy Willie? Are you surprised that Belichick, like, I mean, the fact that he busted out the game. I mean, I know he, he thought they could win the game, but it's like. It literally gave them a chance after that. Yeah, do you understand, though, how many kickers are going to have in their head every time? Once oh. they see the guy standing out there. Teams like, oh, are practicing God. that right now. Well, that was, that's that. what I was going to ask you. Is like, do you think that fundamentally – a lot of other special teams coaches can ins- like can can that be I mean can that, that can be quickly installed by anybody else in the league. Oh, it's right? being installed well, this week. And, <laughs> and think about this: like you obviously can't like overload too much, but yeah. like you can scheme up the way you disperse your players to where you're putting a bunch of rushers on the other side, so you overload that yeah. other edge from a static start, and then you put him over there and a running start, and you're like, well. Where do I want to devote my attention now? Because, you know, that wing is obviously concerned about just being able to get out there fast enough from a guy with a running start. And the other side just might have a guy who gets in one of those gaps or seams because they're overloaded on that side. So it's it's going to be fascinating to see the adjustments and how teams play this. And my God, we're talking about kicking right now. I love but, it. <laughs> but, it's, but, but it's one of those unique nuances that Bill Belichick brings to the forefront with, with football. You know what the counter to that would be, Brady? Send that wing out on the, to the flat. Right, because yeah, if that yeah, guy's you, coming you, off you, the you edge, could, you could run a fake, fake off, of off of it. That'll that'll slow that down. That will slow but, that down. But then the counter to that is just you have the guy who's on the edge. He's not going to rush. Yeah, right. Like you just have him drop out with mm-hmm. him in case that happens. Um, I kind of want to. I kind of wish that he'd saved it for like this week, where it's like the Jets are lining up for a game-winning field goal, down two points. <laughs> they would have never expected that out. either. <laughs> oh my god! They would have never like, expected and that. And he blocks it, and then like his celebrations, he like signs a cocktail napkin, like I, I, I resign, like you know, like that. <laughs> Dude, I was um, holding my little baby son, and it like he was asleep, and so I didn't want to wake him. And I was like, I stood up, I was like. 
I was like, what did I just see? Seriously, I was like, well, I've only seen this before. <laughs> Man. No one's thought of this? Like, who was up in the booth or who was, like, preparing for this? And they're probably eating a gummy or something. <laughs> and they were like, hey, you know what we should do? Let's just, let's just run this guy in on the side, give him a running start. They're like, you know what? We've give seen me, it on punt. gummies. That's a good idea. We've seen it on punt return, <laughs> but never on field goal block. Yeah. Did you hear Did you hear Mad Dog on uh, on first take? That's There's the like, Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, I, I was just – I assume so, Brady, but I assume so. Just wanted to make sure that that was it. <laughs> he's like, I know, I know. but I mean, like he, he was like, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut that little gummy in half. I'm gonna eat that thing at noon. He's like, and then, <laughs> and then he's like, about Colorado and uh, Oregon's coming on. It's about about uh, three twenty-five. I'm gonna call Fat Hold Rob, on. and I'm was gonna tell Benton. Was he betting the money line on that bet, or is he betting the that's, spread? That's like, spread. I'll he's take been, the twenty-one points. All he's day. putting ten, 10 grand, grand on. Okay. He's putting ten grand on Colorado plus twenty-one. I, I mean, that's all right. I, I don't mind that bet. Hunter, but I mean, yeah, I think it'll be. I think it's going to be a shootout. To be honest with you, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of points probably being scored. All right, I um, mean, Colorado's one of the best teams in the second half. So even if they're down big, I, I can see them making a comeback. They just got to cover 21, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, that's that's going to be hard with given the road environment, all that they're facing. Yeah, and no Travis Hunter, of course. Uh, which two right, yeah. and O team are you out on making the playoffs? Hmm. I think Tampa. Probably got to be one for the NFC South, that. right? Yeah, and, and look, I feel bad saying that because Baker's been awesome. He's been really he's ridiculous. Been awesome. He's been so much fun to watch. Like, fired up Baker Mayfield with this opportunity. It's been awesome. It just feels like eventually it's going to come to Fool's an goal. Yeah, like the, <laughs> the Saints are just, a, I think, a better roster. Better Their defense team. is really good. Um, Atlanta's got, like, a unique style of playing, although I'm not sure that's going to work out for them either. I just I think you got to pick a team in the NFC South. Yeah, to me, if you look at it, I don't want to take anything away from Baker because he's played out of his mind the last two weeks. Yeah, but if you look at the defenses they played, right? Minnesota and Chicago, who are two of the worst defenses in football. So you would think once they play the New Orleans Saints or even the Carolina Panthers defense, he comes back to reality just a little bit. But you have to love what you've seen from him the first two weeks. I feel like he's brought a grit to that team that they've been missing. I mean – I don't think the Saints like I I don't want to be like the anti Derek Carr guy here, but I mean like this you know where it's like all right, the Bucks it's like the Bucks haven't really played anybody. It's like I mean the Saints like played the Titans and Panthers, and I'm not sure that either. Of those I think the Titans are going to be pretty good, man. I think so. I, 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 look, I love the Titans. I think Vrabel's just just like make him an underdog. He's going to find a way to like come close to beating you or or come to the top team. But like. Like, I mean, the Saints like I don't know. The offense hasn't looked that great at all. Oh, I mean, at all. <laughs> I mean, pretty bad, honestly. So I would, I'd actually, it, I actually it, think it's I'm, also again, it's two games. Derek Carr in this system yeah. in New Orleans, like let's just pump. With no you're just, you're, right. you're lobbing, you're lobbing Baker Mayfield into the trash bin, and you're like, oh, it's, it's, it's a little, it's, it's I, fake, it's fake. Say trash bin. We just said it's a little bit of fool's gold. I said like, he's been fun to watch. It's been awesome. So <laughs> it's Quinn, that. Quinn, Colin, Brady. I mean, Baker, Baker I, is I fake, fake news, dumpster fire. Baker's played so well. I think he's making Cleveland regretting signing Deshaun Watson. Ooh. Like I, that's a decision they're going to look back and be like, "Yeah, we probably should have signed Baker Mayfield to that extension." I think that's a. I think that's a. I think that's a great take. Uh, I think the only other two and O team you would probably consider would be the Washington Commanders. I'm, I, I've been saying this for. I think they're going to take a step, and I think the Giants are going to regress this year. I, th- I think the commanders are going to get really into the playoffs. It comes down to the other two teams and then how you see the NFC. I mean, th- those two teams are making the playoffs. Yeah, Dallas. <laughs> so, so then it's like the, the three come from the NFC East. We saw I that last so. year. Um, and does anyone else want to pitch in this party? Because Seattle clearly doesn't look like they're going to be on the same 
uh, path. We were I think they're going to make the playoffs. The Lions though. don't look as good as what we thought they were going to be. I mean, their defense struggled last yeah. year. They're still struggling this year. And no, no Gardner I mean, Johnson now for the yeah, rest I mean, of the year. I, I don't know that you're going to get more than one from the NFC North, the way that division looks so far. You still think Minnesota's going to win the division? Uh, I'd like to have some faith because they're the only two teams I'd say I believe in. But now, like, now you're in that death match, right, between yeah. them and the Chargers this week. You're like, all right, no one can afford to go. One, one of those teams aren't making the playoffs for but, sure but after this week. But you have to admit, Brandon Staley, like, his seat's so hot he can't sit down. <sighs> so they can't if – they, if they lose this, you'd have to think that, like – They might fight him before coming. this season ends, yeah. Yeah, and then Lincoln well, I mean, might be the head coach You heard him snap then. at the reporter, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, Unless he's, you he's, know he knows the seat is hot. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this guy's like a normal, calm, cool demeanor. And he's like, is the Jacksonville uh Brandon, do you think the Jacksonville game is um <laughs> he's like, I'll tell you what, this this is not what you're like, well, well to that point, Brinson, right? This is a defensive minded coach. Yeah. That's your strong suit. And it's a defense that has sucked. Yeah. The last four losses. They've scored 29 points. Brady, we scored 29 points. You're not supposed to lose a football game. So, like, the defense has been awful, and they have stars on that side of the ball. So, is it the scheme? Because people forget. I think he's taking over the play calling, right? Rolando Hill left, and he went back with Vic Vangio. Now he's in Miami. I think that loss wasn't talked about enough in that Miami game because it was kind of like their game plan together that yeah. slowed down Miami. Ronaldo isn't there anymore. He went as a secondary coach. I think he's still yeah. writing on the wall most likely. So, um, it's it's fascinating to see a roster with that much talent somehow continue to underachieve. And the, the only crazier thing, dudes, is the fact that with Justin Herbert, who you know you you might make the case. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you compare him versus a guy like Philip Rivers. Maybe he has more talent. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah. Will pick the Chargers constantly to win Super Bowls cause, <laughs> just because Philip Rivers. I picked them to go to the playoffs this year. And, and, like I would actually say, like this team's got more talent, like yeah. than, than they've ever had. And now, well, they had LT. six was better. Um, I would say their stars, their top line guys were, but like front line guys. I'm definitely. saying like first string both sides, like more Pro Bowl caliber they, players. They have, I think nine, they have nine first round picks, including Cleo Mack, who they obviously traded for from another right. team. So, so and that's my point is like 06, okay, great team, but like top end guys, right? You had like all, those kind of Hall of Famers, like a Philip Rivers, LT, like Antonio Gates, Gates that's yeah. like. You know, I'm saying this roster top to bottom is as good as it's been in I don't know how long. Maybe, Maybe ever. Yeah. <laughs> and they still can't win games. It's nuts. They're the only team in NFL history to score 50 total points in their first two games, have zero turnovers, and start the season over And lose. <laughs> and, and people will give Herbert, you know, because at the end of the day, you still had an opportunity. You get the ball first in overtime last week, and the week before, you get the ball in, re- in regulation, and you don't get it done. Tua was able to go get it done. We saw – you know, Ryan Tannehill lead his team down to score. So I get it from that standpoint. But again, you just said it, Brinson. You score over 50 points in your first two games. Don't turn it over and you lose both games. Yeah. That's not on Herbert. That's that's on the coach and the defense, okay? Yeah. And and not to mention, uh, it's like poor decision-making and like a total abandonment of analytics, which is like, like the, all the reasons. Which is what all, they're known for. He literally. Like, yeah. he, does. He, he done got scared this he year. He comes, into, he comes to this interview. He's like, I'm going to have great decision-making. We're going to use analytics, and I'm going to have a great defense. And it's like, okay, look, so we actually have a really good roster and a great offense, and all the things you said you do, you suck at. So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> fire him. Um, anywho. Not, not a win for the numbers guys out there. All the data analytics oh, man. Not a win so far. Let's not a win. He might be the last the nerds, that got hired for a while. Easy, Will. You're, you kind of fall in that category. You nerd. <laughs> you nerd. Football is played on the field. It's not the hey, numbers. Hey. You you're, the, you're the one who graduated college on time, nerd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, speaking of uh, backing the bus over people, 
which we just did on Brandon oh, Staley wow. and and uh, and uh, and Brady did on me for being a nerd. We're going to talk about <laughs> Justin Fields, who boy oh boy oh. asked about being playing too robotic. He said that actually he blamed it. Of course, you know things that I didn't like. I felt like you know I wasn't necessarily playing my game. Uh, felt like I was kind of robotic and you know not just not 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 playing like myself. So um, you know. Um, my goal this week is just to, you know, say effort and just go out there and, you know, play football how I know how to play football. And um, that's not uh, – that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and, you know, uh, playing off of instincts rather than just, of you know, so much, so to say, info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football. I mean, just going back to what's a game, um, and, and, and that's it because that's when, you know, I play my best is – I'm just out there playing free and uh, being myself. So um, I'm going to say kind of just bump all the, you know, the, you know what I should do, what I uh, – this and that, like pocket stuff. Like I'm going to go out there and be me. So um, When you say thinking less, what do you think was causing you to think so much, maybe think too much? Um, you know, could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. <laughs> hey, why why are you playing so robotic and not playing good football, Justin? Coaching could be coaching. The thing about this dynamic is, you know, you, you gotta wonder. Clearly, he feels the pressure of of the situation. This is a this is a big year for him um from a contractual standpoint, all that. But you got to wonder if there haven't been those difficult conversations behind the scenes. If you're willing to say it to everyone else, I, I would imagine that he's already said this to Luke Getze, mm. Matt Eberflus, whoever, so. <laughs> whoever, because usually you don't just spring this like this. I mean, yeah. most quarterbacks want, they're, they're pretty analytical by nature. And so they're, they're not going to just all of a sudden on a whim, say something like this. Most guys, maybe I'm wrong, but I, here's the reality. The roster isn't quite where it needs to be yet. And so I think it was going to—it was always going to be an uphill battle for them to be really competitive this year, anyway. Um, I do think that, and dudes, you brought this up earlier. Like they're just not giving him a game plan that really plays to his strengths. They're trying At to all. make him something that he's not like there yet. And and so I think that's what makes it difficult. Is he isn't playing like fast? He's not out there just making decisive decisions. It seems like he's out there still trying to kind of think through what they're asking him to do. And so whether it's be, making him part of the you know quarterback run game and part of that more and playing to the strengths there, simplifying some of the stuff they're asked to do, whatever the case is. They've got better personnel now, so they can win with some of that. They don't have to make things complicated. And, and look, unless you're in that room, you don't really know. Yeah. So I, I will mention that caveat, but I do feel like watching their offense right now, it, it's just like pulling teeth at times. And I think now is one of those times in the NFL where when you watch Miami, when you watch Kansas City, you know, you could sit there and say, well, Tua and, and Patrick Mahomes, those guys are like, you know, great quarterbacks. Well, you know, you put Justin Fields with those guys too, those play callers. I'm promise you this, they're gonna come up with some creative play designs. Mm. I don't see that as much from Chicago. No. Yeah. Well, and, and I would just say too, dudes, oh. that like the the thing about that, the the play calling that you guys are talking about, they didn't do this last year. They started off the season trying to do this same sort of offense. He ran 11, Thank 8, you. 8, 7, 8. <laughs> and then then they were like, Oh crap, we're not very good. Let's run him. And they put their left tackle on IR. Like, at what point does Luke Getze either he's gone or he starts to use more design quarterback runs, Deuce? This is the thing that's crazy. Me and Brady were talking about this before we started the show. It was like 
to your point, Will, this is literally what they did the first four weeks of the season. It was like almost that Luke Getzen was trying to sabotage Justin Fields. And, and mm-hmm. I get it. He's not your draft pick. And you had a mind, you had in your mind what you wanted this offense to look like. But Brady, you know this. You have to call plays to adjust to your quarterback, right. not make your quarterback fit into an offense. And it's crazy how they've tried to make him a prototypical quarterback. It kind of reminds me of what Alabama was dealing with, with Tommy Reese and Jalen Miro. But if anything, Justin Fields went through that before Milro went through it because he went through it last year. So the 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 lack of design quarterback runs when he, you have one of the most elite athletes at the quarterback position makes absolutely no sense. And Brady, you could talk about this schematically. Like when you turn on the film, like where's the spacing in the route concept? So so that's that's what I think is most apparent is when you're watching <laughs> other tape and you when you were talking about play calling. You know, you want to see guys be able to, to, to design plays to create space. Yes. Create openings <laughs> or stress the defense. I mentioned Miami. Go back and look at the clinic that Mike McDaniel put together versus Bill Belichick. Man. With the fast motion, the different ways he, he stresses defenses by moving different players around, whether it's a running back, tight end, fullback. Yep. You know, all those things obviously play a role in then helping a quarterback play decisive, helping him play fast, helping get the ball to the right spot. They give him information answers. Mm-hmm. I just don't see a lot of that from Chicago. It's and, not and, on tape. And I think he's there, it's it's an uphill battle for Justin Fields right now with what they're asking him to do. To, I mean, to that point, like, um, and I talked talk about this on maybe Sunday show or or Monday show, but <clears throat> to, I, Tim Hasselback broke down an SVP Sports Center, so I don't want to like act like I noticed this. And but it was it was like they, the Dolphins lined up Tyreek Hill like right off they they put him right off of the left tackle and then motioned him in this like arcing motion, um, and then through it's like. It, I, I mean, I'm not saying I could make it, but like, you know, I mean, like a lot of most NFL quarterbacks are making that throw to Tyreek and then they ran the same play. But all as when all the defenders flood to Tyreek, it's a tunnel screen to Jalen Waddle. Like, I, you don't, right. you got DJ Moore and Darnell Moody. They're not Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, but you could do creative stuff with them and move them around and get him easy throws or like give him some, like just do some more, just cater to his skill set. <clears throat> to, to that point, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter quite as much with who those guys are because, you know, it's more about the scheme and, the, and, and yeah. those dudes are saying creating space. When you have dudes, you don't have to do quite as much because yep. they will be able to win that one-on-one matchup. Now, eventually teams game plan for them, try to bracket them, try to double them, try to find ways of, of, of impacting them. And so that's why you have to move them around a little bit and put them in different spots. But th- this is a Bears roster. Like, to your point, Will, like, you don't – I mean, DJ Moore is one. Darnell Moody's one. Yeah. Outside of that, you should be game planning up different sorts of formations and shifts and motions and things that stress a defense to help get you either those angles in the running game and, and, and different you know ways of, of being able to run the football effectively or just different formations that give Fields answers and gives you the matchup what you, what you want or it gives you the, the right combination versus the zone coverage that you want. It's, you're not seeing it so far. It's only two games, but again, you're not seeing it right now. And Brady, I'm so glad you brought up Darnell Moody because if you look on film at him, at Chase Claypool and Cole Komet sometimes, they just look uninterested at times. I don't know if it's the concept of what Getsy's trying to teach them. We talked about the spacing or lack thereof. It's like as a receiver in offense, when you know something doesn't make sense, you don't put your heart and soul into it. So right. it's like it's hard for Justin Fields to have success when his weapons don't even feel like the offense makes sense, right? They're not putting their all into it. You see Chase Claypool miss blocks. You saw him get another pivotal penalty that pushed him back deep, you know, backed up on a screenplay where he blocked early. It's just like, I don't think the receivers get what's going on. And, and if you're, uh, you know, Eberflus at, at some point, you know, Justin Fields is going to be there for the rest of this year. You might not be there next year if you don't make a change at the offensive coordinator position. 
Uh, worth noting too, by the way, they traded away that what would end up being the 32nd overall pick for Chase Claypool. Uh, that's yeah. been a disaster. I'm not saying Jonathan Mingo has been great. He was the next wide receiver taken, but Sam Laporta was right there. Jaden Reed caught a touchdown this week. Rasheed Rice has a touchdown this year. Marvin Mims I mean, caught a touchdown this week. Claypool did catch a touchdown this week. Just saying. Uh, true, true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then after he caught it, like the announcers were like, "By the way, Chase Claypool. Whoa, whoa, what is he doing out there? He's disgruntled. <laughs> Where's this guy been? Yeah, why is he here? All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back. We will uh we're what are we talk, doing, Will? We'll talk Thursday night football, man. Thursday night football. Thursday football. Huh? Thursday football. Next. All right, all right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Just make sure we covered all the topics that you guys wanted to cover. Princeton, <laughs> Brady, and Dews. Look, it's your show. I'm just the, I'm just the aesthetic vehicle for, um, the aesthetically charming vehicle for your... He likes your that aesthetic word, huh? He does. That's his word. <laughs> aesthetic. Yeah. His hat's aesthetic. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so I, actually, I was I was hanging out with some buddies on Saturday night, and they were like, um, I can't remember how the topic came up, but I was like, they were like, they were like, so like when you're on radio, do you like, uh, can you like say whatever you want? I was like, sure. Like, come up with a come up with a phrase you want me to say. Well, let's come up with a phrase you want me to say on radio on Saturday on, on Monday afternoon. They're like, can you say the word flamingo? I was like, yeah, I'm sure I can find a way to fit it in. They were like, what about jabroni? I was like, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll see the phrase flamingo jabroni. On, yeah. on the air, and I got it in three like times. The combo. Yeah, I got it in three times. So Brady, you look. I mean, I gotta say, Brady, collar. The way you just you look like a real flamingo jabroni. Today. I I, I uh, had to, <laughs> I had to go in a studio, so I had to wear this. Uh, it's good. You look great. You look great. Um, Thanks, man. Thursday football. Niners are favored by ten against the Ooh, New York digits. Football uh, Giants. Um, Brady Daniel Jones has been good for one half of football this season. <laughs> so twenty five percent of the time we're in right now. Twenty five percent of the time he's been good every time. That's right. Um, maybe. Uh, anyway, only player in New York Giants history with two hundred fifty pass yards, fifty rush yards, two passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown in a game, and he basically did all that in the second half second against half, the literally. Cardinals. Incredible comeback. I think it's his second um, eighteen plus point deficit uh, that he overcame in his career. The first one being his debut against the uh, the Buccaneers when he came in. Horrible first half, just humiliating. People are thinking the Giants are the worst team in football. What what, what are the Giants right now? What is Daniel Jones it, right it, now? It, it, it's hard to tell because I, I kind of, when Man. I looked at like last week's collapse by Arizona or Daniel Jones and the Giants comeback, I, I wonder if halftime, like Michael Bidwell's like, um, yeah, Jonathan, uh, you remember <laughs> – we do want the number one overall we want pick, Caleb. right? Like, like, like you do remember that, right? Like these guys are fighting their their tails off. I appreciate it, was, it but it's it's a little it too close. Crazy how it's a little too close. The flip okay, switched. It. I mean, it, it was kind of odd how that like. Oh happened. gosh. 
Again, the NFL is uh, scripted. So I'm Cars, sorry cars can be 2-0, oh, man. Arizona to be It really could be, really which is crazy. That's what's not – credit to Josh Dobbs, too. Like He's played awesome for yeah. the quarterback. But in regards to the Giants, I mean, their defense hasn't come out as good as I thought they were going to be this it's year It's been so a far. struggle. That's been a little bit uh, surprising. Andrew Thomas right now is on the injury report. So in this particular matchup, you need all the help you can get up front. Man. Um, it's a home opener for San Francisco. It's a big number. I would lean on laying the points because I think I'd look back and I could make a better case for um, why to lay the points than, than take them with the Giants. Yeah. I do wonder, though, if, if like – and you know, dudes, like sometimes when you're a team that's struggled, but then you find yourself second half, you get a win like that, maybe that, car- that carries that momentum you would hope you so. to the next week. Yeah, and it's a short week, and we know short weeks usually are – Close games, ugly games, they low scoring the games. Coast, they so. stayed on the West Coast. They will be probably most likely without Saquon. They're not ruling them out, but we saw oh, the ankle. We saw the ankle injury. He's not playing this week. So that's a big blow because he scored two touchdowns himself in the second half. One was a gutsy one coming out of the flat, catching the ball, and the other one's a rushing touchdown. So you spoke about Andrew Thomas, right? Nick Bosa, you would think this is almost week three for him. He'd probably be back to himself. Drake Jackson has given them some really good uh, rush off the edge. And so is Cleveland Farrell, who kind of resurrected his career right. with the 49ers. I mean, Javon Hargrave has been a man amongst boys in the mm-hmm. inside for them. Now, they did struggle last week versus the Rams, and people were saying that they were really, really weren't getting there as far as pass rush. But if you go look at that film, because I looked at it again right before we got here, them and the Cowboys seemed like they had similar game plans. And if you look at it in totality, the 49ers and the Jets have what? The same defense, essentially, right? Yeah. So as far as front four get after you, they play a little bit more zone than most teams do. They do mix it up every once in a while with a five-man pressure. But Matt Stafford and Dak Prescott knew exactly where to go with the football. And to your point, we talked about offensive coordinators. They made it easy for their quarterbacks in that game as far as the motions, pre-snap before the game. They moved around. CeeDee Lamb, the the um, Cowboys did. Tutu uh, Atwell oh. and uh, – Puka, is it Nuka? Yeah, you saying Puka? It's, it's Puka Nakua. He's got motion in them around too. So like Stafford, when that back foot hit, that ball was coming out. Like the rush had no chance. So if the Giants want any chance, they got to do some of that bunch sets, pre-motion guys around. Get the ball out of Daniel Jones's hand. If Andrew Thomas, especially if he can't play, it's going to be a long day if you hold that ball, Daniel Jones. Um, I noted on yesterday's podcast, and Brady will appreciate this since you, as a you know, as a Catholic, you you constantly have three to four very small children living in your house. Uh, what are you up to like twelve now? Um, four. Uh, Puka and and Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. Puka, like this sounds like how you would teach like one of your small children how to use the bathroom. It's like, do you need to go Tutu or Puka? Like, like number, <laughs> number one or number two? Uh, by the way, the Giants also literally just ruled out Saquon Barkley, so he will not be playing as we knew. Okay. Yeah. So when we knew that was going to be the case, we do. We should address last week, though. No. And 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 Sean McVay and just the decision to kick the field goal. Um, I, what what was on, that? Hold on. I will say this. <laughs> no. Get out of here. Part of gambling team, related. I have been a part of a team where like that is the logic behind it. When you're when you're under a certain amount of time, even though you know the touchdowns, the harder thing to get. Yeah. You always get to make. It, it, you kick, and then you get the onside, onside kick, kick. You throw yeah. Hail Mary because you throw Hail Mary further. So it made sense. And you don't want to subject Matt Stafford uh, to getting hit, especially on, on a play that's not going to win the game. Yeah. My only question is, is Sean McVay like the most hated? Oh, God. Because, Seven and a half. I, mean, I guess you're happy <laughs> if you're on the Rams side of it because you end up pushing, not getting it. But you've got a lot of people out there who are pretty ticked off about but, that. 
thinking they had that bet probably sealed. Locked did you hear, did you hear him talking? He's like he was like, he was asked about it. He was like, "Why'd you kick the field yeah. goes?" He goes, "Well, look, you know, like he's like we had this set of plays to get us within field goal range. We're gonna kick, then try to get the onsides." He's like, right. "The plays didn't develop as fast as we thought." He's like, "We kicked anyway." He goes, "He goes, although Artis and he's talking about his PR guy uh, uh, with the Rams. He's like, Artis right. tells me that everyone in Vegas is really really upset with me." He's like, "But obviously, I don't pay attention to like nobody's." And somebody, uh, Mike Lombardi, and I don't, I don't know how much I put stock. Like he's like, I bet one of the analytics guys was in McVeigh's ear saying, "You need to it's get the get more points for the tiebreaker at the end of the year." That seems less likely than I mean, that's that'd be really impressive if that was the case. Well, I haven't thought about but that. No, but like I said like his rationale for it makes all the sense. It the does. Way he explained it. Now he's had a little time too to come out and, and think about how he would address it. <laughs> exactly. You know, like just some, that is a little time. They would have caught him on the field on the way out. <laughs> like, hey, how are we going to handle this, by the way? Uh, he should have been wearing like a new gold chain or something. He's like, what? Like, I don't know. We just wanted to win by lose by seven. Well, I don't know. Is there look, a problem here? I just want to make it known that was the difference between me being Pete this week instead of tying him after oh, awful that's week tough. picks. Uh, that would have been the difference between me beating Pete. So it's a little frustrating for me personally. <laughs> that Anytime is the time you have to be tied with Pete Prisco. That's tough. How'd you do? How'd you do? So you went seven and five Awful. and eight or something? Yeah. Dude, I was four and one after the first five. And then I didn't look at another game the rest of the time as far as like the four o'clock games killed you. And then all the four o'clock games <laughs> killed me. Like, I, I didn't pay attention. I was like, oh, it's hot week. No big deal. Cash this one in, hit all the overs because it was an over week two NFL season. Yeah. This week now, it's a little little more dicey. We'll get back to that 50-50 spread of the over-unders. Yeah. But <laughs> last week, it was under all week one, over all week two. Now we're back to normalcy in, in the world of betting in the um, NFL. Well, and I think, yeah, I'm curious to know if it's, that's like a thing where – anyway, we can talk about this later. But um, what's your predictions for uh, – I think I think the 49ers – Stop the Giants. This is just a bad matchup for the Giants, in my opinion. Dude's like, what do you think? Real quickly, because you, Brady, do you need to? What's your? I do. I do need to run around here a little bit. Uh, yeah. I would say this. I'm laying the points with San Fran. It's a big number. You never feel yeah. great about it. Um, a lot of people are playing up the home opener there in, in Santa Clara, which is was interesting because it, it's kind of a techie crowd. Will so yeah. it's like. Well, look at the analytics. Well, the people Good actually come from San Francisco well, to like, San Clair. Well, you know, we scored another touchdown. All right. Uh, the Bosa, box is getting fed. Can you get another sack? Can you get another sack? Can you get another sack? Yeah, I'm sure she's watching the show. I'm sure she's offended by your, 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 uh, your, Disdain for yeah, 49ers. But, but Katie's, Katie's not a nerd. Like I'm saying, like that. <laughs> she's not like every other 49ers fan out there. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Hey, I'm with Brady. I'm taking the points. I know it's double digits. It's a big number, but they're, they're for one, laying the points. I'm saying, laying the points. I'm sorry. Um, if you look at it, San Francisco's way healthier. Now, Brandon Ayuk, we'll see where he's at. Supposedly, they're going to take him right up to game time decision. But you, you're missing Saquon Barkley. Supposedly, Andrew Thomas, we'll see where he is health wise, too. Uh, I believe the San Francisco defense is pissed off that they gave up that many points last week. They're going to get after Daniel Jones. I mean, this Giants O line is giving up 10 sacks in two games. So the 49ers will get after oh, him. Oh, Christian sorry. Hold on. He's on ridiculous here's, here's the, here, just, just while you're making this point, I don't, I don't, uh, the Giants have ruled out. Saquon Barkley, Ben Bredesen, Aziz Ujulari, and Andrew Thomas. So no oh, Andrew Thomas. Gonna, I'm definitely laying the points. It's probably going to go up. You might want to go jump on that yeah, right I now. Would, yeah. Let's see if it's, moved, <laughs> if, if it's moved at all. I bet it's moved. It's good. Is it 10, like getting juice on the 10? So I think it was 10 to 10 and a half. Maybe it's 10 and a half. It, it, it was 10, 10 and a half. Time. It ticked down when the, when Barkley, when uh, Dable was like, we, Barkley might play. I would bet this gets up to 11 at least. Probably. Yeah, so go get that 10 in right now. I put it in on Sportsline yesterday. Sportsline.com. Uh, use promo code PICK. Get your first month for a dollar, and you can get 
hot picks from uh, experts like me <laughs> and RJ White. I'm kidding. Uh, anyway, that'll do it for the show. Tuesdays with Brady. Make sure to join us tomorrow for NFL, more NFL coverage. We'll be doing our pick show. Myself, Katie Mox, RJ White, and Prop Stars. For uh, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. For everyone listening to the audio version, make sure you download, follow, leave a five-star review, and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. For news for Brady, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with the pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus.